With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social Association with Forged Irish Stout and Empire Fight Store. Gareth A. Davies, always a pleasure, sir. Monday, midday. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Did you enjoy Belfast? I hear you were you were on tour. I saw you in a nice bath. Yes. Is that right? Yes, what yes. What the hell was that? Well, I had been told that there was a bet uh, for me. I went with my friend. I wasn't working the fight. Why? Um, uh, they've selected Matt to do it. Matt gets on very well with Michael Conlon, so it made sense. Um, so I, my friend, we decided to do a little trip to Belfast. And then someone said to me, there's a bet after the fight. It's really easy. I wish I could do it. And then someone came up and broke the confidentiality of the bet to me so I could psych myself up for yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. that I did. The easiest £200 I will ever make. What, one in the morning ice bath, was it? Yeah, it sobered me right up, to be honest. You were on the, you were on the forged Irish stout, were you, at the time? I was. I was. Oh, there you go. That's good. That's good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Very good indeed. Um, enjoyed the weekend's events. I was in the studio covering it at Talk Sports. Um, and I've got busy. I'm going to Ireland this week for a bit of Professional Fighters League MMA. Then back to Talk Sports on Saturday. A uh, little chat to Bob Arum tonight um, about heavyweight history. I'm looking forward to that um, when Bob wakes up in, in Las Vegas. And um, and then Sunday, we've got Chris Billum-Smith and Mateus Masternak event live broadcast from Bournemouth. So a busy week, but not too busy. And uh, starting to think about the big heavyweight fights as well um, going ahead on... Um, on December the 23rd, been involved in a bit of documentary um, voiceovers for that. So looking forward to seeing all of that coming to fruition. I am very well. I've had a bike ride um, already this morning and, uh, you know, your curtains are closed, but it's probably darker outside than it is in your house right now. Probably. It's not that time of year, is it? But hey, you're getting it done early in the morning. Let's reflect on the weekend's events. Very interesting, and and being there, the atmosphere was almost a bit ominous. In fact, that 
you know, you sort of expect sometimes when a result to go that way, obviously not in Michael Connors' favour in his backyard, usually can get a bit leery in there, but it just went very, very quiet. Obviously a, a big upset. Uh, what's your reflection on the weekend's events? Well, I picked Conlon as the favourite. I mean, it was hard not to, but Jordan Gill was always going to be dangerous, and he's very dangerous when he's wounded, as we've seen in the past against Karim Guerfi. Um, uh, I think it maybe it wasn't as big a shock as it might have been to the audience. Michael has a huge following there in Belfast, of course, a, a Belfast guy, because it had happened once before against um, Luis Alberto Lopez. You know, I covered that fight week um, and was around them, and Lopez is a very dangerous fighter. Um, you know, elusive and yet powerful, um, very unorthodox fighter. Um, look, Gill landed some very heavy shots and Conlon never recovered off. That was the right hook, wasn't it? That was the right hook, faint, left hook, land. That was the other way around. Um, can't remember now, but it was, um, it was a very dangerous, he's a very dangerous person, Jordan Gill in the ring and he also was carrying into there as he revealed afterwards um, a portion of himself that was thinking about ending his life and so he will have felt rejuvenated that was very sad to learn but also at the same time an enlightening moment for anyone around the sport, involved in the sport. If you feel like someone needs to talk, get them to talk to you. Always offer yourself up to talk to people. Darkness comes sometimes. And it, it, you don't experience it sometimes when you're young. There are incidents in life that bring darkness to you. And we're all in the same boat. We all have human frailty. And I think Jordan, having got over that darkness after the Kiko Martinez defeat, was, is, is probably a rejuvenated person. I think we saw that in uh, the ring on Saturday night and he took his opportunities. I think Michael has some serious decisions to make. Um, he said it himself. He needs to have a long think about things, spend some time with the family, maybe goes back down to Feather because that was at Super Feather. Um, but I, I'm not one to sit here and say people should be retiring. It's, it, I don't see it as my place unless someone's 47 years old and and they they you know they they are really looking not well from boxing. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I suppose punch resistance is something that slightly gets questioned, and maybe that's what was the reason behind moving up to one thirty. We know that it's really only four pounds. Um, is there a way back for Michael Conlon? Yeah, there's always a way back. I mean, he's not an old man. I mean, you know, he's it's it's whether again how he's feeling inside, how he's genuinely feeling inside. Um, you know, the, the, he's, he's had a vicious knockout by Lee Wood. Um, Lopez again, bad knockout. And now here with, against Jordan Gill. It's not like he's taken vast beatings over rounds and rounds and rounds, but you just wonder whether there's a message um, physiologically that when he gets caught now like punch resistance as we call it but it's a message to the brain from you know the 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 the, the nerves in the body saying that you know it's time to stop i mean no one naturally needs to be hit that's oh. what we must never forget it's not you know it's no one wants to be hit. Yeah. 
to go into the ring. It's a choice to go into the ring. It's a choice, but it's also, um, you know, fighters are suspending um, what is unnatural in human terms to, you know, the, um, until you get the adrenaline, until you get the punch, um, until you get used to the, the, the pain thresholds or the, until you learn what your pain thresholds are. Uh, your fitness thresholds, your recovery thresholds, um, and he's not recovering from those punches, you know. And that, and so, there's a question for him. It's a, it's a question for his team, um, and uh, you know, it, again, twice he's lost now in front of his home crowd. So he'll be thinking very seriously about his future. I'm sure. What were your thoughts on stoppage? On my sort of live watch of it i thought it was a little bit premature but then watching it back it it looks like probably the right call there weren't too many complaints from the conlon corner no, exactly exactly the corner weren't complaining so i i it, it was the right time it was and, and gill was in the ascendancy so um and he hurt him with that first knockdown really hurt him no question about it well, Gareth, let me ask you, you talk about the Day of Reckoning. We know that there was some promo shoots that were being filmed in London just this week. Well, this week just gone, the last couple That's of right, days. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's really coming on now. I mean, it was all put together so quickly. Um, now we're just a matter of weeks away before that final week of sort of certainly our boxing calendar in Riyadh. What are your thoughts now going into it? It's really gaining momentum. We know that all the guys are enjoying being involved in it. It's going to be a real historic occasion. Yeah, definitely. Um, I spoke to Mauricio Suleiman about this last week, um, who I also didn't critique in our conversation. I asked him what the statutes were, what the decisions were in place. To, I asked him to explain how Francis Ngannou got to number 10 in the WBC rankings. Obviously, he'll fight next year at some point. Um, and again, quite happy to see him against anyone in the top 10 there in the, in the WBC heavyweight division um, rankings. Um, really looking forward to, to Wilder and Parker. Parker's on top form, apparently, training up there in Morecambe. Um, in, in the Tyson Fury camp. Really looking forward to see what Anthony Joshua does under Ben Davison. Again, Jordan Gill under Ben Davison. Uh, and obviously Barry was out there. His yeah, right hand man was out there with him. Um, ben Davison, I think, wasn't in Belfast. I think he stayed no. at home with Joshua. Um, props to um, that whole axis with Derek James, with Ryan Garcia on Saturday night as well. Please yeah, for Ryan, even though... I didn't really think much of his sideways defensive moves. He was leaving himself a little bit open there, yeah. but but I thought he 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 bossed the fight. His power told in the end, and I was pleased for him. But um, to go back to the day of reckoning, just to go back to the day of reckoning, I'm really really looking forward to the card. Not booked yet, but intending to get booked up and ready to go this week. Well, let me ask you then some sort of comments have circulated between Eddie Hearn and Jarrell Miller and it's taken certainly Twitter by surprise. He came up to me and said, oh, you're scared now. I went, I'm not effing scared of you. I know what you did. He went, why didn't you back me like you backed Conor Ben? Eddie said, I don't believe you. Jarrell supposedly said, well, next time you're in New York, I'll have someone pull up on you. In which Eddie said, go fuck yourself. What do you make of that as a strange encounter for fighter and promoter? We know it's personal. 
Well, I mean, like you just said, I mean, you asked it and you answered it. It's personal. Um, Eddie um, was will always look back on that and feel let down that um, Jarrell Miller wasn't the opponent. I mean, he may have beaten Anthony Joshua on the night. You don't know, but that was a different Anthony Joshua then in terms of the way he fights. And, uh, you know, they, they have got that beef. Um, Eddie probably, in his heart of hearts, wouldn't have wanted Jarrell Miller on that card. But I think... He served his time. He's back. Um, I mean, if he does it again, he'll never fight in the sport if he takes anything. I mean, I've known Gerald a long time as well. I knew him when he was uh, kickboxing um, against the likes of Mirko Krokop in glory years ago. Because um, obviously he's done kickboxing as well. And I think I'm looking forward to that fight with Gerald Miller and, uh, and Daniel Dubois. What do I make of the beef is, is your question. Um, it just sells, doesn't it? It starts mm. to sell things. They'll all be out there. Um, they're, they're, it's a card that is phenomenal. 10 of the top 15 with the four sanctioning bodies on the card. I think six of the top 10 um, in the WBC rankings. Um, yeah, it just adds spice to the whole thing. I don't think anyone's going to pull up anytime soon on Eddie Hearn. If he really thought so, he'd have a security guy with him the whole time. And Eddie doesn't thankfully for him have that um but uh yeah it's 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 spicy and it's it's juicy um and i they'll never get on those two unless there's a big fight to be made of money for both well on the topic of promoter squabbles you sort of mentioned it there on ryan garcia's performance that press conference that unfolded last thursday was very very strange yeah but you've got to applaud ryan garcia he's someone that's talked about his own anxieties um, I was I was having a curl. He's got like 11 million social media, or 11 million Instagram followers. Um, just having a look at his Twitter as well. I think he's got something like 14 million social media followers. Um, and um, I'm just having a look. No, he's not, he hasn't got a big um, following on Twitter. He doesn't use it that much. But I think he's got 11 million on Instagram. He, he's arguably uh, the most followed active boxer on social media. Um, he's a fantastic character. I mean, I love his transparency about stuff. And if he feels something about the way Oscar De La Hoya or Bernard Hopkins are portraying him, then he's going to say it. And I think that enriches their relationship. They are fractious together. Um, you know, Oscar's very open with his views on things as well. So it was a bit odd, Oscar kind of covering his eyes up and um, wiping the sweat from his brow. Um, Oscar but, did then tweet, you know, you saw the tweet, I have to say I'm concerned about Ryan Garcia's mental uh, state of mind considering his history of mental instability. Uh, and then they obviously deleted the tweet. We know that it's sort of been brewing uh, over sort of certain contractual disputes. and But it, it, it's quite... I mean that was something else, right? Especially with Bernard Hopkins as well. It was it was to then tweet like that, mad. Yeah, it was that. Well, that they they don't see eye to eye, but but then business is working for them. Whether he will leave them, well, like, I don't know what the contractual scenario is. And maybe he's angling to leave. Um, it looks that way, and you know he wanted to dig back at Bernard Hopkins. Um, and he, he's within his rights to do so. Um, 
Bernard won't lose sleep over it. He's that kind of character. He was a former penitentiaries champion before you left school. Um, you know, he, he was the middleweight champion of America's penitentiaries. Can you believe that? That's where he really learned to fight. He's a very tough man, like Bernard very much. You know, Oscar um, and, and Ryan, I think they've had a fractious relationship on and off for, for years. So, but it was, I, liked, I liked Ryan Garcia doing it. I liked his transparency. It wasn't nasty. Um, you know, I'll never lose to a white boy, as Bernard said to Joe Calzaghe in the press room of the MGM Grand Garden Arena in 2007. Where I was there with a group of other people, right with them, when they came together, made the fight at the time, the end of the old legend Calzaghe's career, uh, lost but one fight, penultimate fight. So, no, it was fun. And, and as I say, I thought Garcia, even though some of his shapes were odd, from rounds four onwards, he got the job done on Saturday night. And Duarte was a banana skin, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Well, let me just ask you finally then, we saw, um, I've not spoke to you since, the British Boxing Board of Control have rejected Conor Ben's application yeah. by yeah. in the UK under the jurisdiction while the appeal with UCAD is ongoing. Robert Smith came out and said the board feel any athlete who's failed a drugs test needs to go through an investigation with the proper authorities and that just hasn't happened. Eddie Hearn has since then come out and insisted that there, you know, the plan is to still go ahead with that fight. We understand that at the minute it's down to uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, and that is the only stumbling block in making the fight. What, what do you make of it all? Well, it's not the only stumbling block because they need to find the right commission to oh. do it February the 3rd. They, they can't wait till the hearing in January and let the guys go ahead and sell 40,000 or 60,000 tickets to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and, and, and pull it. So maybe they'll have um, another commission in place. Um, that's viable. But, but Chris Eubank hasn't signed yet. Well, how does it affect his position with the Boxing Board of Control and his licence? Um, my instinct is that this fight will be delayed, Charlie. I, I, I don't see it going ahead on February the 3rd. I still think, even though I'd love to see Conor back, I'd love to see him clear his name properly down with, with consumption strict liability uh, based on the two clomiphene um, um, samples or the, or the two tests that showed up clomiphene in, in the system rather than just go for clearance of jurisdiction. Um, I just think it'd be better for him in the long run. You know, I, I know you've spoken to Connor and Eddie all the way through this and, and I don't speak to them all the time, but I speak to lawyers around it and it's one of the most complicated cases I've ever seen uh, in boxing around, around um, a positive drugs test. Um, but I think for his future, for Conor Ben's future, he'd be better off producing that evidence, which is there apparently, and just going through that part of the hearing as well. But they, they are at loggerheads. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's brick walls banging against each other at the moment because they don't seem to be able to settle around a table. The boxing water control don't want it just to be a victory based on jurisdiction. They want um, them to have the strict liability case. The fear probably from Conor Ben's side and Eddie Hearn's side is even if the evidence is there and proves that it wasn't deliberate, and it was through consumption of some food product and not pharmaceutical, um, that he still might get a retrospective ban of two years that will take him some, something like August this year when they want to press on. 
very complicated situation. My instinct is, but this is just my instinct, and I may be wrong, and they may be able to get it over the line, that February the 3rd may not go ahead um, because they need to get Chris Eubank's signature. I can't see them going ahead before the hearing um, and, and, and selling tickets, and they'd have to do it under another commission, not the, not the Boxing Border Control. What do you think would be the sort of reaction and, and what would your personal thought be if they went with a PBA or a foreign boxing commission? Well, I'm going to cover the, I'm going to cover the story and cover the fight because that's what I do. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I still think my personal view is ethically and morally, he'd be better off in the long term saying, look, there is evidence there. There it is. We've had the hearing. Dr. Human. Um, as I call him, has got the evidence that um, the metabolites in my body were from food consumption and they weren't from pharmaceuticals. I've said I was innocent the whole way. I feel mitigated against in this whole scenario. But the problem is it showed up. And that and you need testing to take it. It's, it's become a bigger story than just Connor. But obviously, Connor doesn't feel like that. It's about him. Um, I think he'd be better off to do that. Um, and, and clear his name. That's my personal view. But if they go ahead and have the fight, um, then I will cover the event. I mean, I'm, I'm, because I'm not going to boycott the event. Um, but this whole issue will be discussed all the way up until they fight and even afterwards, probably. Well, Gareth, it's always a pleasure. I, I know I said just lastly, very quickly, that you, you did mention it. We've got Chris Billum-Smith, Masternak, this Sunday in yeah. Bournemouth, and obviously yeah. Devin Haney, Regis Progress Saturday. Uh, late one for the UK boxing fans. It's a, it's a good week ahead. It is. It's a really good week. Um, I'm looking forward to, to Dublin, the Professional Fighters League as well, doing live broadcast on that. Coming back, looking forward to, forward to Devin Haney and... and um, and Regis Progress, but I favour, just favour Haney to to yeah. use his skills to pay the bills out there in the US. Um, and Mateus Masternak at 37, I think he is, 52 fights on into his career, only lost to Balu and Dortikos, Junior Dortikos, world-class opponents. I think it's only those two. It might be one other, but um, um, he's a dangerous foe for Chris Billum-Smith, but Chris Phillips-Smith's improved. Huge audience for him down in Bournemouth. They love him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to, it's gonna be, to that weekend. It's going to be a very, very busy weekend because I'll be up late across Haney and uh, Progray um, and then down to Bournemouth on, on Sunday morning. Well, not often we get Sunday boxing. Gareth, as always, thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. A pleasure as always. And I imagine the next time I see you, we'll be out in Riyadh for that incredible week. Probably will be from December the 16th. I was looking forward to it. Top man. Thank you, Gareth. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.